Welcome back to Core Conversations, a CoreLogic podcast. I am your host, May Claire Bolton-Smith, and I'm the Senior Leader of Research and Content Strategy with CoreLogic. In this podcast, we'll have conversations with industry experts about key topics from housing affordability to the impacts of natural disasters on property. Buying or selling your home can be an exciting yet stressful time. During the process, people generally rely on their trusted advisor, a real estate agent, to help them navigate the process to get the best deal on a property. But these days, with home prices skyrocketing and the prevalence of new entrants into the home transaction space like iBuyers, there's a lot to consider. What's the value of an agent, especially for first-time home buyers? What tools are available to sell a home fast or buy a home even faster? And how much HGTV is too much HGTV? Today, I'm joined by Danica Waddell from Holmes Realty Group in California to talk about the real estate agent's perspective. Danica, welcome to Core Conversations. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's start by introducing you to our listeners. Tell us a little bit about your background and your role as a real estate agent. Well, it's funny because I actually went to school to be a dental hygienist about 19 years ago. And about a year after I graduated dental school, that's what led me to my first real estate experience. Um, I was able to buy my first home. And that was about a few years before that huge market crash that we had. Um, So from that, I actually learned a lot, like from the sale and from the differences in like the lender restrictions, how they were then, how they are now. And, um, you know, I was from then on, I was fortunate to be able to buy a few more homes um, from then. And we actually used like a family realtor who was always super busy. So basically he list the homes and I'd do all of the footwork. And I even remember hosting most of the open houses and finding all the buyers for the houses. And, um, I know, I know, but you know, I didn't mind though, because I always like to follow up behind everyone and make sure things are getting accomplished anyways. Mm -hmm. So I would always call the um, the agent to make sure things are being submitted. I'd call escrow. I'd call and check up on the lenders to see like if everything been submitted. And then by the end of all the transactions, every single person involved would always say like, why don't you just get your real estate license because you're doing the job anyways. And, but I thought like, well, I already have a job as a hygienist. So, but I did keep that tucked away in the back of my head. And um, it wasn't until, oh gosh, a few years ago, my husband and I found our dream home and it was beautiful and we just knew this was the house. So, and this was the time before there was all these like multiple offers on houses. So it was easier to get a house. Um, so we put an offer in on this house and three days later, I still hadn't heard back. So I thought, well, I better call the agent and check in on him when really he should have been pulling to check on me and give me updates. But yeah. Um, yeah, but when I called him, he's like, oh no. I totally forgot to submit the offer because you have to put it in the pack. Oh, no. And it was super busy. And actually, this guy, we ended up using a different realtor because we we were kind of disappointed with the one we were using before. So we used this guy who was super reputable for the community we were buying in and just dropped the ball. He was way too busy. And so, so, yeah. So then he calls me back about an hour later and says, I'm so sorry. They took an offer yesterday. And I'm like, oh, Oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, through that, um, I just never wanted that to happen to me again or to a friend or family member. So 
Yeah. So from that experience, I gained knowledge of like actually what I would have wanted and needed in an agent to um, give me the confidence to get through everything. And I just have never had that in an agent. And I'm a very type A person. I want things done right. I want it done right now. So, um, you know, even though I'm newer to real estate as an agent by being a part of a, a top producing team, it's really accelerated my career at a rapid pace and I've gained so much knowledge. Um, so, um, I feel like my role as a real estate agent now is to educate my clients on the current market in the buying and selling process. And, you know, I want them to know that I actually care about them and their needs and their goals. And I want them to have the confidence in me to know that I'm going to get them through this crazy escrow process smoothly. And, um, you know, you have to earn the trust of a new client and develop a rapport through education and empathy. And I definitely pride myself in that I'm there for them and I listen to them. I communicate well and I'm super responsive, which is definitely key. Wow. So talk about your career finding you like that just fell. You were the right person to do this after the experiences you've had. So I I love your experience and I love how that's really kind of driven you to get to where you are. So, okay, let's start by talking a little bit about how the real estate industry has changed in the past year. We, we all know the, year, the world has changed in the last year. So from your perspective, I've heard a lot about bidding wars, waiving of inspections, super high prices, especially here in California, where you and I both live, mm-hmm. uh, virtual open houses. And I know there's also concerns about buying homes in areas that may be threatened by hazards because of climate change. What insights do you have from being on the ground as an agent? Well, yeah, it's definitely changed. And two of the major factors that have contributed to this is definitely the historically low interest rates and also the historically low inventory. Um, COVID definitely created, yeah, COVID definitely created a lot of uncertainty in a lot of people, which led to sellers being reluctant to sell in their homes. And um, with interest rates being lower than they've ever been, buyers are realizing that you know, now's the time to buy since they have more purchasing power. So essentially buyers now can afford a higher priced home for less money a month than they even could a year ago. Um, So with that being said, COVID has set a lot of restrictions on how people can actually view a home for sale. Like um, there's these COVID release forms, it's called a PED form, which is a property entry advisory. And um, you have to have that signed by your clients and emailed over to the listing agent before they'll even set up an appointment. And a lot of times they're even asking for a proof of funds and a pre-qualification letter on top of that before they'll even give you an appointment time. And oh, wow. Yeah. And it's crazy because they, they, when you get to a, a house to, to view with your clients, there's literally a line out the door waiting for their turn. And they're only giving people about 15 minutes um, in in increments and they'll list a property, have it active on Friday. And by Monday, they're reviewing offers. It's crazy. And they have like 60 showings a day. Um, Yeah. So they're not doing open houses anymore. You have to have that designated time slot. And if you missed it, you missed it. Um, Like even new builds, um, you know, the the new houses are requiring an appointment. You can't just show up and go in. Um, and it's sad because with open houses, you're used to getting, you know, buyers coming in and that's how people would gain like potential clients, um, to, you know, they, they'd, um, be able to see in action, you know, what you as an agent have to offer. And so now getting business and new clients is, is different than it was. Um, 
as far as virtual showings, um, some people are only allowing offers to be submitted by through a virtual showing. So you can't even actually go to the property until your offer has been accepted, which is super risky. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of sight unseen, but you can view it on the computer, but you can't enter the property until your, your offer has been accepted. And, and, you know, and that's another thing too, is even when you are able to view uh, a house, you know, if they did list it on a Monday and they're showing all week long, people are, um, putting sight unseen offers on properties as they're in the coming soon status on the MLS. And um, I just, I mean, we, I feel bad for the buyers right now because it's so, so competitive out there. Um, we just put an offer with a client of mine and we had, I think there were about 40 offers on this house already. And so we came in at 50,000 over asking and we still didn't get it. We lost to someone who put in a hundred thousand over asking. <laughs> so that's it, crazy. And then, you know, when they're, when they're countering our offers, they're asking us to waive every contingency now. And, you know, there's no loan contingency, there's no appraisal. And then when they're asking to lift that inspection contingency, it's like, it definitely doesn't protect that buyer in any way. So it's fierce competition right now. <laughs> yeah. sure. Wow. That's so crazy. And I mean, just hearing you talk about too, about having not the, not having the ability to just wander into an open house. I mean, my husband and I bought our house about four years ago and we must have looked at a hundred houses before yes. we put in an offer. And I think that's pretty common by people like you scope out, you find what you need. We, we found our real estate agent in a house. We found him doing an open house and that's how we found, you know, we liked him, we trusted him exactly. and he became our agent. And, and to think that, you know, none of that is happening anymore. And um, because of both the high demand and the low inventory that you need an appointment, you can't just waltz in. I mean, in many cases too, that, that surprised me to hear that you need a pre-approval before you can even see a home. Oh yeah, that's definitely, definitely changed. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So if we kind of move over to talk about how, you know, many people, most people at some point in time have worked with a real estate agent at one time or another. And I think everyone would agree that that relationship between the agent and the home buyer is so important, but because of a lot of the things that you've just said, like things have changed. So if you were specifically talking to other agents, what would you give, what advice would you give to new agents that are trying to become a real estate agent or new real estate agents during this time of the COVID-19 pandemic and, and even beyond? Well, I would say first off, really just care, because if you care, you cannot do how can you not do what's best for your client? Um, right. Yeah. You know, this is a people business and money definitely cannot be your first thought. Um, I'd say you've got to listen and build and nurture that relationship with people in your sphere. And, um, you know, then, then the money will follow. And in fact, I never actually even calculate what the potential commission would be. Um, I don't want that to cloud my judgment or my relationship and my goals of like how I'm going to execute the client's needs. And, you know, also to educate, you've got to keep yourself educated on the current market trends because you also need to make sure your clients are well informed and educated uh, through this process. Interesting. Okay, so I like to always look into the future and pretend we had a crystal ball. If you were to think of the future, what tools would you like to see innovated to help you connect to more buyers and sellers? And is there a secret sauce to being a successful real estate agent? 
Hmm. Um, well, I'd like to see utilization of more data. We do it now, but if we could hone in on a smaller scale and more localized, then we might be able to see which tracks of homes are most likely to sell. And then we could market specifically to those areas. Uh, right now we have lead generations, but they only work really a small percentage of the time. So if we hone in on more data, um, we get more specific information. And as far as a secret sauce to success, it basically just comes down to execution and follow your follow-up game. But, um, you know, I, I'd really say just take care of your clients, nurture the relationships and really listen. And then everything will fall into place. It really is all about that relationship. Yeah. Okay. Final question. I need to know, do fresh baked cookies sell a home faster? Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Um, Well, Danica, thank you so much for joining me today for Core Conversations, the Core Logic podcast. It's been so great to chat with you and have you share your perspective. Thank you so much for having me. I loved being here. And for more real estate tips, you can follow our blog at homesrealtygroup.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at dreamhomeswithdanika. I love it. Thanks so much for sharing that contact information. And for more information on the property market in the housing economy and for real estate metrics, please visit corelogic.com insights. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this episode to life. Producer Rhea Tarakia, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, and social media guru Mike Wojcik. Tune in next time for another Core Conversation. Oh,